Welcome to Jammin' with Jason Mefford, a show where we discuss topics relevant to chief audit executives and professionals in audit, risk, and compliance. We discuss the technical and soft skills needed to navigate the minefields of organizations. You hear best practices and practical advice for helping you advance your career, and we'll even talk about music, mindfulness, and psychology, because we can. So sit back and relax while you listen to the number one podcast in the world for internal auditors, unscripted and unedited. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, welcome back, my friends. Uh, Today, I wanted to talk a little bit more about independence. So this is one of our jam sessions where it's really like, it's just me and you talking uh, about a particular topic. And the reason that I'm, you've heard me talk about independence before, but we're going to talk about it again, because I just see so many people, uh, you know, focusing on trying to push for this independence and it's actually hurting you. And so we're going to go through and talk a little bit about that today. And I'm going to give you some tips on how I think you need to kind of change your mindset uh, and do things a little different. Now, before we get into our topic today, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is being brought to you by Mefford Associates and the Chief Audit Executive Forum. So if you're a chief audit executive, uh, you know, you've probably experienced some of these things. You feel like you're a trusted advisor, but the executives in your organization don't really treat you that way. You know, you're struggling to get resources and budget. Uh, You know, there's a lot of stress and pressure from it, and you're not really invited to the big kid table. Uh, And you're usually excluded from some different executive meetings. Now, I know this because I actually experienced a lot of these same things in my own career. And so, you know, usually chief audit executives are looking for some help. Well, the Chief Audit Executive Forum actually helps you with some of these things by providing support throughout the year. There's 10 to 12 group video calls each year. You get thought leadership and best practices from others in the group. And it really is an exclusive community. It's not a networking group, but it's actually an online and offline community where you connect and develop lifelong friendships. Uh, You know, where you're actually able to talk authentically with other chief audit executives, see what they're doing, bounce ideas off of them, and, and really get kind of the learning and everything that you need to be able to take you to that level Uh, where you are actually viewed as a trusted advisor. So if you are a chief audit executive, uh, make sure to click on the link below and go out and sign up for your free no obligation call uh, to be able to talk about whether the chief audit executive forum is right for you. You know, I know for me personally, when I was a chief audit executive, this was the type of executive program I was looking for that I could not find. So I'm really excited that the Chief Audit Executive Forum is here uh, and that through this community, really, we can take internal audit to the next level in our organizations and really as a profession. So again, make sure to click on the link below if you are a Chief Audit Executive, 
go out, take a look at the information and then click on the button uh, on, on the website to schedule your call. All right, so let's get back to talking about independence. Now, um, a little bit about myself. One of my favorite movies is The Princess Bride. Uh, so if you've ever seen that movie, it's, it's one of those kind of cult classics where there's a lot of uh, very quotable lines. And people who love this movie, you know, will sit around and just kind of quip off some of these different quotes. And there was a, there was a, a couple of characters in this, uh, Vizzini and uh, Inigo that I wanna, I wanna kind of talk about to bring this into it because, you know, this character Vassini, throughout the movie, he kept saying, inconceivable, inconceivable. Every time something would happen, he would say, inconceivable. And finally, at one point in the, in the movie, and, and they're in this scene, uh, Vizzini, you know, says inconceivable again. And the Indigo character turns to him and he says, I do not think that word means what you think it means. Uh, because, you know, Vicini was using this word in a lot of different ways. And <laughs> a lot of times it was actually inappropriate how he was using it. So the reason that I bring this up is because, you know, independence, I do not think that word means what you think it means. And why do I say that? Because I hear all the time when I'm talking to people, they will use the word independence uh, in an incorrect way. A lot of times when people are talking about independence, they're actually meaning objectivity. So I wanted to just, before we get into today's discussion, just step back and talk again about the difference between independence and objectivity. Now, in internal audit, we talk a lot about this because right in the definition of internal auditing, it says we are an independent and objective assurance and consulting function. So it uses both of those terms. Now, the easiest way to remember the difference between these two is to substitute those words for other words. When you think independence, think of the word freedom. When you think objectivity, think of the word unbiased, okay? So that'll help you kind of keep, keep track on this. So independence means you are free to put on your audit plan what you think needs to go on there. You're free to audit the areas of the, of the organization that you believe need to be audited. You're free to test it in the way that you need to and, and report on the results in that way because you are independent from management. That's where this you know, reporting relationship to the board comes in. Um, and, and so that's really kind of what is meant by independence. Objectivity means you are unbiased and that you, because of that, the results of your work and the way in which you report that is unbiased, meaning you don't have any conflicts. You're just saying or telling and giving the facts that you found. Now, in order to provide assurance, we must be objective, but you do not have to have independence in order to provide assurance. You just have to be objective. Now, again, in our profession, a lot of people, you know, really push for this independence because they want that direct reporting relationship to the board. And I get it. I understand. And in certain situations, maybe five or 10% of the time, it's important for internal audit to go directly to the board if management is not doing what the board is expecting them to do. 
or if management is misrepresenting to the board what is actually happening. That's one of the benefits of our function is to be able to say, well, that's not quite what's going on. That's not quite what we see and be able to have that direct communication. Now, again, as I said, that happens very, very infrequently. In fact, it's maybe only five or 10% of the time, but as a profession, we're just pushing so hard for independence that sometimes it ends up actually hurting us. And here's why. When you push, <coughs> excuse me, for independence so hard, often we come off seeming arrogant and self-righteous to other people in the organization. And here's the reality. You are not as independent as you think you are, okay? Next time that you get a paycheck, that you get paid, look down and see who paid <laughs> your salary. It was the company. So because of that, you are not completely independent of the company. You're not like an external auditor who is outside of the organization. We are a part of the organization and we just have to, you know, realize that, admit it, come to terms with it. It's okay because you can still provide good assurance work if you are objective. Okay. Now, how does it come to seem like we are arrogant or self-righteous? This is how it often works. We, cut, we go out, we do our own risk assessment. We decide what's gonna be in the audit plan. We might take some feedback from other people, but we pretend like we know better, okay? And that's the way it comes off to a lot of people is we say, well, you really don't understand the risks in this organization, so I'm gonna go audit this area instead. Now, when you say things like that to people, Again, most of the time it's probably not even true, okay? Because I, I, would, I would put to you that a manager who is responsible for a particular part of your organization, if they're a good manager, they understand the risks in their area very well or they would not be a good manager. They may not use the same language you do. They may not you know, think the same way that we do, but believe me, they understand the risks because the only way for them to achieve their objectives is to overcome those risks. So first thing that we've got to stop doing is making it seem like we are arrogant or self-righteous when we're pushing for independence, okay? Now, how does that end up showing up? Well, uh, it shows up in a couple of different ways and I'm just gonna give you a couple of scenarios uh, you know, facts may have been changed slightly to protect the innocent and guilty. Um, but I work a lot with chief audit executives, so I'm talking with them a lot. And in one conversation, you know, it was discussing about, you know, developing the audit plan and what do I do about our enterprise risk management assessment? Because, you know, what they do is really kind of at a higher strategic level and it doesn't really meet my needs. That was what, what I was told. And so I said, well, what do you mean it doesn't meet your needs? And this person said, well, I need to be auditing these lower level operational risks and they're more concerned about the strategic risks. Okay, now when I said that, ding, 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 the light bulb should have been going off in your head. Because first off, what do you mean we think that the lower level operational risks are more important than the strategic risks? That's a misalignment. If you go to your CEO or other C-level executives, 
Which ones are they most concerned with? The strategic level, not the low level operational risks, right? So my question back was, do you really believe those lower level operational risks truly represent the highest risks to your organization? And of course the answer is no. So then the next question is, if you don't believe they're the highest risks, why is that what's on your audit plan? Well, that's always kind of what we've done. That's kind of what we've been expected to do, right? And so again, at that point, if we, if we take that sort of a position, then what we end up doing is we look like, or we appear to others like we know better. Okay, we would be much better served if we would actually take that feedback and focus more on those strategic risks. That's where we should be spending our time. Now, again, I realize there's other things that we have expectations to do, uh, but we should be focusing more and more of our attention on the strategic level risks. Another conversation that I had kind of started off similar to this, you know, but again, it kind of got back to this, well, but I need to, uh, you know, say what's on my audit plan. It has to be what I say. I can't really take the feedback from the executives and just kind of do what they want me to do. And my question back was, why not? If those executives feel like these are the most important things where they would like you to spend your time, why can you not do that? And the concern was independence. If I do what they're asking me to do, then I'm not independent. Okay, that is just totally wrong, first off. And it also sets up that arrogant and self-righteous kind of feeling of, I know better than you do, and I can't, you know, accept or do or take your feedback because I have to decide, independent of everything that you're doing. Now, do you realize how ludicrous that actually sounds? Because really what it means is if you have that mindset and you are focused so much on independence, you're going through the motions of doing a risk assessment for something that probably doesn't really matter to the, to the total organization, you know, at the high strategic key level objective uh, standpoint. And instead you're focusing on, you're, you're getting feedback from people, but then you're ignoring it. Well, if you ask somebody for their input and then you ignore them and you ignore their feedback, how do you think they're gonna perceive you. They're going to perceive you as being arrogant and self-righteous. And why did I just waste my time talking to that person? So again, if we are doing these lower level things, we go off, we do a great audit, we think it's wonderful, we come back and give them the audit report, and the executives go, eh, big deal, then we get all offended, okay? But we shouldn't be the one that's offended. We should realize we're actually the cause of that problem. If instead, if we had focused more on actually listening to their feedback, taking those suggestions and including more of that in our audit plan, that's what they want. But again, if you're focused on this independence and we know better, your audit plan is going to be out of alignment with what management is concerned with. And again, as I said at the top of the podcast, 
this is hurting a lot of you. Because what ends up happening is the more of that work you do that the executives don't really value, they start to wonder why we even have internal audit. And what I will tell you is standing up and saying, well, we have to because, you know, there's these standards and every company needs to have internal audit and here's the value of internal auditing. That's not going to go very far when those, when those executives have to make decisions about where to invest their money. And so this is why we're seeing, uh, you know, certain internal audit shops, downsized, outsourced, you know, people losing their jobs because we're not providing the value that's expected by management. Now, as long as the, the expectations of management are the same as the board, we should be doing that. If there's a significant disconnect between what the board wants you to do and what management wants to do, then we need to have a three-way discussion between management, the board, and us, and actually figure out what the hell it is that we're supposed to be doing, okay? That's the discussion we should have. That's you know what a chief audit executive should do, stepping into that executive presence and actually having those difficult conversations when they need to happen. Instead of trying to hide behind this word that we call independence and saying, no, 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 I know better than you do, uh, I'm going to do it my way. It's not going to go over well in the long term. So <laughs> hopefully that's helpful, my friends. So let me, let me kind of wrap up by, by kind of giving you some suggestions for how to improve or start making some changes to this. And again, I'm telling you this because I just see over and over again people getting themselves in trouble, hurting themselves individually in their career and really hurting the profession by focusing and pushing so much for this independence that we appear to be arrogant and self-righteous. So here's some things to, to think about. Focus more on objectivity than independence, okay? We need to be objective in the work that we do. We need to be objective in the conclusions that we give. We don't have to be independent. And in fact, you're much less independent than you think you are anyway. And it's okay. If you're objective, you can still provide good assurance. So that's the first one. Second one is get rid of this, I'm better than you and I know better than you kind of attitude, okay? Just get rid of it. Because like I said before, in our profession, we feel like we understand some things better than others. And sometimes we do, depending on the domain. But we need to be much more humble and much more open to feedback and, and, and input from other people in the organization, or else we're going to continue to have this, this view of being arrogant and self-righteous. Third one, we need to ask for more feedback. So, you know, instead, next time that you're doing a risk assessment or you're starting, starting a, a project, actually taking the time to really sit down and authentically ask for feedback from management in that area. Now, they already know some of the things that are going wrong and they would probably like your help. But if you come in with this arrogant kind of an attitude of, we're here to audit you and we're going to find these things, you know, that's not going to go over very well. They're going to withhold things from you. If instead, if you're much more collaborative in the way that you're doing it, 
you know, hey, what are some areas that are, you know, giving you grief? Um, you know, what are some things you'd like to see changed? Would you like some help with that? That kind of an attitude is going to go much, much further. And when you get that feedback, the fourth one is we actually need to start doing work in some of those areas. Move up the risk ladder, if you will. Stop worrying about so many of the low-level operational risks that honestly a second or first line of defense group is probably already looking at and raise our sights up more to the strategic issues that management is concerned about and management is trying to fix. The more we do that, the more value people are actually going to see in what we do, okay? By what we do and how we act, that is going to give you the credibility and the trust and respect of other people way, way more than trying to say, I'm independent, I'm certified, I'm a member of blah, 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 so you must listen to me. What you do and how you do it is much more important. So again, my friends, that's why I wanted to talk to you again today about independence. You know, make sure, go out there, focus more on objectivity than independence, and realize it's okay to give up some independence. Get rid of this, I'm better than you kind of attitude that appears to others to be arrogant and self-righteous. Ask for more feedback and then actually take that feedback and move up the chain so that we're dealing more with the strategic risk, risk issues in our organization. So with that, my friends, I'm signing off this week and I'll catch you on a future episode of Jamming with Jason. Have a great week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you later on the next show. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy at ondemand.criskacademy.com. And that's C as in the letter C, riskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you also will have access to the video version of today's show. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations. <laughs>